can we be sure of our eternal destiny? Is it possible to know with certainty where we will spend eternity? Should we care? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining me today for this fifth and final episode in our series on the seven myths about heaven. You know, I find that there is a wide range of opinions regarding the question of whether a person can know with certainty where they will spend eternity. I guess some people don't really seem to care even. That to me seems a bit short-sighted. If the Bible is true, which I believe it is, then our current time on earth is just a, a flicker in all of eternity. You know, concerning size, when you think of the, the known observable universe, scientists estimate it to be about 93 billion light years wide. 93 billion, with a B, light years wide. Then think of our own Milky Way galaxy among an estimated 200 billion to 2 trillion galaxies. Then think of our own solar system within that. Finally, come down to our own planet and to a single person. How tiny we are in the grand scheme of things. Not only in terms of size, but also in terms of time. 1 Peter 1, verses 24 and 25 reminds us, quote, All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And James 4.14 says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. End quote. Wow, I think about that a lot, of vapor, a mist. You know, sometimes you can take a, a mirror and just briefly exhale on the surface. <sighs> That's like our life. Only a vapor or a mist that quickly vanishes. So it is very important to look at the big picture, not just our own life today. But the question remains, can we know with certainty what lies beyond our earthly existence? The only way for us to know is for someone to have come from that realm, lived on earth, died, and then come back from the dead to prove that he was truly God. Well, that person is Jesus Christ. He proved he was who he said he was by rising from the dead, overcoming even that last terrible enemy, death. So one question we have is, does God want us to be certain that we know, that we know where we go when we die? 1 John 5.13 reminds us, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So according to that passage, God does want us to know with certainty that we have eternal life. And John 20, verses 30 and 31 say, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. You know, because of inherited sin, we are born into this world essentially dead. We need life. We need eternal life. So can we be certain? You know, if you ask the majority of people in your own town or city, will you go to heaven when you die? Their answer likely would be something like, I hope so, or I haven't done anything terribly bad. Basically, the answer is often, well, I'm a pretty good person and God will let me in. But that's a dangerous thought, isn't it? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
Romans 6.23 reminds us that the wages of sin is death or eternal separation from God. Are you depending on being a, quote, pretty good person, end quote, for God to let you into his eternal home? You know, there was a great movement back in the 1980s, which continues today, called Evangelism Explosion. They would ask two people, sorry, they would ask people two key questions, which I think are very pertinent. The first question is, have you come to the place in your life where you know that if you died, you would go to heaven? The second question is, if you were to stand before God and he were to ask you, why should I let you into my kingdom, what would you say? You know, the answer to those questions are so critical to your future. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not really yet at a place where, where you, if you died, you would know that you would go to heaven. My hope and prayer is that today you would understand better the promise that Jesus gives and that you will know with certainty. Back in the beginning of creation, God created a perfect world in the Garden of Eden. There was no sin present. The first man and woman, however, disobeyed, bringing sin into the world. The Bible says that they wanted to be gods and they ate the forbidden fruit. At that very moment, they started to die. You and I have inherited that dreadful disease of sin. We too start to die the moment we are born. You know, that isn't the way God meant things to be. He intended for us to live with him in perfect harmony forever and for all of his creatures to live in perfect harmony as well. However, because of sin and disobedience, we experience disharmony with others, shame, and guilt. In the Old Testament, God set up a sacrificial system for people to cover their sins from year to year. They would kill a perfect lamb to cover their sins. The Passover lamb did not get rid of sin, but merely covered their sin for yet one more year. However, the good news is that Jesus Christ came as the perfect Passover lamb. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The book of Hebrews in the New Testament also talks about this very thing. Hebrews 10 verses 11 through 14 says, quote, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, referring to Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. End quote. And right before that passage, the author says in Hebrews 10.10, 10, By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. Wow. One sacrifice, one perfect sacrifice given by the Father himself who gave his perfect Son for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus' death on the cross didn't just cover for our sins from one year to the next. No, my friend, he completely paid for those sins once for all, the perfect sacrifice for all time. How do we appropriate that forgiveness? How do we obtain the gift of eternal life? And can we know for sure? Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. The moment you believe the promise of life, you have eternal life that can never be lost. John 3.16 is such a familiar passage that we, we get used to it and don't think about it. But it says, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It doesn't say that whoever uh, tries to live up to a certain standard, standard has everlasting life. No, it says whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The requirement for gaining eternal life is belief in Jesus for that life. Good works, either prior to or ever, don't help one bit for eternal life. Secondly, it's important to note that eternal life is a present possession. John 6, 47 reminds us, quote, Most assuredly I say to you, and this is Jesus, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me has everlasting life, end quote. That's a present tense. He who believes in me has everlasting life. The fact that it is everlasting means that it can never be lost. If everlasting life or eternal life could be lost, then it's a misnomer. John 5.24 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. Again, a a, a present tense, has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life, end quote. We can know with certainty. Jesus was speaking with Martha in John eleven twenty five and 26, right after he had raised uh, Lazarus, her brother. This passage, passage says, quote, Jesus said to her, Martha, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? End quote. So I want to ask you, do you believe that? If you believe in Jesus alone for eternal life, not depending on any merit of your own and only upon the finished work of Jesus on the cross, then you have the wonderful gift of eternal life. Do you believe that? So the myth is that we cannot be certain that we have eternal life. The truth is we can be certain we will spend eternity with Jesus on the new earth, living life to the fullest in full service to him. How? By believing in Jesus for eternal life. Do you believe believe in yourself for eternal life? Don't do that. Do you think that you are good enough? Do you think that somehow you need to live up to a certain standard? You know that standard is too high. I can't do it, and you can't do it. Jesus did it for you and for me. He tells us to simply believe in him for eternal life, and we have that gift. He promises to give eternal life to those who simply believe in him for it. And Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God who came back from the dead, cannot lie. series on heaven has been a blessing to you in your walk with the Lord. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone today who maybe needs encouragement and hope, someone who is not certain of their eternal destiny. Maybe you know of someone who is not certain uh, where they will go when they die or who thinks that God could never accept them because they've done something terribly wrong. God will accept them. He forgives, and He's waiting with open arms. Please pass this podcast on to someone else. Join me next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally.
The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.